Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42, and I have two sons, Alexandre and Nathan, making me a busy mom of two under two. <laughs> Today, we are talking about how much is too much screen time. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. My name is Heather Fox, and I'm the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 40 years old, and I have a son named Hudson, who is a year and a half. Hi, everyone. My name is Isabel Sylvester. I'm 43 years old, I'm mother of an eight-year-old boy named Gavin, and I'm a co-op coordinator at one of our local universities. Hi, my name is Genevieve Number 2. I am 43 years old, and I'm a full-time mom. I have three boys that are 11, 10, and 7 years old. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you for being here. So let's dive into today's subject. Uh, what is screen time? All right. So this is according to a Medline Plus, which is a medical encyclopedia online. So their definition of screen time is, screen time is a term used for activities done in front of a screen, such as watching TV, working on a computer, using a smartphone or a tablet, playing or playing video games. Screen time is sedentary activity, meaning you are being physically inactive while sitting down. What is the guideline according to the Canadian Pediatric Society, Heather? Yeah, so they're recommending to obviously minimize screen time. And um, yeah, so they're saying to promote child health and development in a digital world. This is what they recommend. So screen time for children under two years old is not recommended. For children two to five years, limit routine or regular screen time to under one hour per day. Ensure that sedentary screen time is not a routine part of childcare for children younger than five years old. Uh, maintain daily screen-free times, especially for family meals and book sharing. And to avoid screens for at least one hour before bedtime, giving the potential for melatonin suppressing effects. Also, research shows that too little brain stimulation is bad. However, with too much stimulation... It is possible now to overstimulate the brain and create cognitive issues. So increased screen time may be a consequence of ADHD. Researchers fear that it may be a cause as well. Some studies have found that children who spend more time in front of their screen are more likely to develop attention problems later on. I have observed children that have a lot of screen time. Their behavior become more irritable and easily agitated if they're not given their device. And there is a potential of creating an addiction later in life. And it, it can negatively impact their sleep. And I think we all know um, a lack of sleep create other health issues. All right, ladies. So how do you manage screen time in your family? Well, apparently our family does not follow the pediatric society, Canadian society. Um, we go with each of our children's personality, actually. 
uh, now that they're 11, 10, and 7, uh, we're, we're dealing with different types of screen time. When my 10 and my 11-year-old were babies, well, there, was, there were no iPads and there was no um, iPhones. So it was very limited to the normal TV. And then they kind of grew into the video games and the Xbox and Playstations and things like that. Um, but so I definitely, we definitely went with each of their personalities. Um, my first one and my, my third one are a bit more, um, uh, not active, but I would say uh, less inclined to staying in front of the TV for, for very long periods of time. Um, and also we always treated um, screen time like I treated the um, when when my kids were babies, we would go from one station to the next station. So when the TV, you know, the screen time started, well, I always made sure that it was a very limited amount of time and then that it was just part of like another station. It's like, oh, okay, you know, 15, 20 minutes or half an hour. Okay, let's move on to the next activity and just kind of keep the rotation going. Um my with our middle son, we had to be a little bit more uh, conscious uh, about his. Um, he's got what well, we call that in our house. Um, my father-in-law has this. My middle son has this. My husband has a little bit of it as well. We call it tunnel vision. When there's there could be a bomb that could go off, and they just would just still watch TV, and. Just, their, their eyes don't go anywhere else. Like I can repeat the my same thing must ten times. Related, yeah, exactly. So it's just. But my my first son and my third son are not really like that. Like they'll watch TV because it's fun, or they have an, an invested interest, or it's a, a topic that you know they like. But my middle son is a bit different that way. So we we treat screen time with him a little differently. Yeah. All right. So and for you, Isabel, um, how do you manage screen time in your family? Well, I have to relate it as well. I definitely haven't followed the guidelines that's been recommended. Um, I think my our situation is a bit unique because we have just a, an only child. So I think that brings its own sort of pieces with it because that when he was younger than two, he we would have the screen on and it gave, um, at, you know, again, minimal amount of time, whether it was 15 minutes to, to half an hour where you, you, you sort of put the child as a, within a station and it'd probably be like 10 minutes because their, the attention span was quite, quite limiting. Um, and then we noticed, so, um, he would go to daycare and, and interact with other, other kids. But as you're trying to get home from work, you sort of need to find yourself, you know, need to entertain him or, you know, find a way to have him do something. And because he doesn't have any siblings to entertain him, you know, there'd be times, you know, that half hour block so you can actually cook and, and <laughs> have him entertained. So there, you know, I fall in the, yeah, is, is he, is TV a babysitter? And I would, say at, at times for me yeah it became part of that when he was five six seven years old I think there's there's moments he like on the weekend he could just sit in front of the tv and if we didn't um t you know time him out on things he could probably sit there all day so we yeah. noticed that his personality is was one to like limit him so we would 
give him options on things to do. So he's really big on Lego. So we he had mm-hmm. sort of choices to make in terms of what he was going to do with his time. And we talked about sort of um, what, you know, how much time was appropriate and, and or what we he felt he wanted to do as well. So we did put some timelines, but it was definitely a lot less when he was younger. And, and we've given him more opportunities for that. But because he's now in involved in quite a bit of different extracurricular sports and even music that we find that he's not attracted to watching TV or being in front of screen time as much as he he has. And there's different opportunities, like we go on long road trips up to the Okanagan. And he, you know, he'll ask permission to to use the, the screen. And that's like going through the mountains when it's dark, right? So he it's sort of, he realizes it's, you know, we talk about, you know, looking at nature, uh, appreciating what's around. We, we talk about what we see and the changes that are happening and noticing differences as we're going through the valley. The smells of going through the valley is always a fun topic, but we have those conversations. And so, you know, when he does use it or when we allow him to use it, it, it's for, you know, short periods of time and specific times. And for you, Heather? Um, Well, of course, with our son, he's still quite little. Um, So there hasn't been any time yet so far that I've actually placed him purposely in front of a screen um, to do any watching of shows or anything that could be apparently educational, anything like that. So the screen time that he has received, even though he's not supposed to receive any, is of course because me and my husband will potentially have the television on or will be on our smartphone. So I wouldn't say he gets zero, (laughs) but as I said, it's during the day when I'm home with him, we're in the playroom, we've got music going, we're, you know, playing and being you know, interactive with friends coming over or heading over to play dates where there again is no screen on. So again, trying to do my best that way. But um, my husband is a TV addict (laughs) and he also has his phone glued to his hand. So it is something that I know as Hudson's growing up quickly, we've got to make some rules, some family rules kind of thing to kind of figure what that is going to look like okay before bedtime maybe our phones are both away um you know we've got to kind of talk together and figure that out and it's kind of a a big looming question because as I said (laughs) my husband's got some pretty deep rooted habits and I'm not perfect myself by any means I like to check out what's going on and you know if I mean a lot of planning happens on Facebook if there's play dates or different things and all that's going on so I'm, you know, checking that or I'm returning an email. So it's little bits here and there, but definitely trying to be mindful of, okay. Plus, I mean, I don't want him getting the phone to chew on it either. So, I mean, it's good because I'm tucking it under a pillow. So again, it's out of sight for me as well. And then we get, you know, we're playing, but definitely, yeah, it'll be interesting as he gets Mm -hmm. older to see kind of where it leads. So what I have done so far with my family is um, definitely I never put Alex so far in front of the TV just for educational purpose or because I want him to actually watch something that's maybe age appropriate yet. You know, I don't think so. It's He's too young, but definitely like having the phone close sometimes. And uh, I mean... My baby, since I think like the first week, I was so young. All what they want is your cell phone. They just reach for it. I mean, my husband put 
his cell phone in front of Alex. And that was the first time he crawled. He wanted to grab the cell phone. It's like, this is reality, right? Mm -hmm. So we do try to keep our phones away here and there, but it's there and he wants it, right? I try to not leave the TV on just because. So I'm trying to turn off the TV and uh, not having in the background, specifically if it's an accent show on, I'll definitely not have it on at all. And um, yeah, I think we're just going to keep being careful with this, right? Well, yeah, I wanted to add something because I I remember when my kids, very, very clearly I remember when my kids were very little and our my first two are 14 months apart. So I had to say we definitely, I personally used TV to, you know, put my kids in front of the TV because I needed a shower and I need, to, it was my parents' sanity tool. So definitely I've done, I've done that. Uh, a couple of times, and uh, uh, it was very interesting. I I remember when um, we we never stopped traveling with our children, and when my ten and eleven year old were babies, um, there was no tablets, and we were the family that would show up at the airport looking like the most chaotic family, and we didn't have any iPads, we didn't have any technology. And I'm telling you, I could see it in the people's faces that they seriously did not want to sit next to us in the airplane. We were like the chaos family. So when we had our third child, well, the iPads were out, the tablets were out. Oh, thank God, because that <laughs> was just a savior, especially when you're, I mean, we never gave up on travels. And you know with my first two, I had the, the, the toys and I had... Oh gosh, I remember reading in a magazine, you know, you got to have toys for your kids to rotate every 15, 20 minutes on an airplane. So I would so have, have you been to the dollar store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went, I would go to the dollar store and I would load up on toys. And now, I mean, beauty of the tablets, we travel with our tablets. I do have mm -hmm. my kids that do watch their tablets on in, in cars and airplanes just because you have no idea what three boys is like to just try to drive somewhere, just try to drive to Whistler or, yeah. So can you imagine like five hours on an airplane? It's quite brutal. But yeah, I remember those days. I mean, with my third one too, I always, another kind of memory that popped up was um, we used to put Ryan, we used to put an iPad, a tablet in front of him to make him eat. Because what, and the reason why we used to do that, I don't know, you remember, you remember, I remember, you this, remember yeah. that because he used to come to my house all the time yeah. and we had to put an iPad in front of Ryan, like, like your laptop right now. And just to block him out from my two other monkeys that were being like just crazy, crazy at the table at mealtimes. So it was, and that was the only way we could make him eat. It wasn't because... It was a favorite show or it wasn't that. It was just for the distraction and just to really keep him away from the distraction of my other two. So I always use screen time. I mean, it wasn't long and it wasn't, you know, um, every all the time, but we definitely used it to our benefit. 
for sure. Even now, I, my kids, it's, it's funny because our screen time TV almost now doesn't count in the screen times that are, are available for our children now. TV has become the least of our problem. <laughs> like we're entering the stage of social media and we're entering the stage of, you know, I want my own cell phone and I want this and I want an Instagram account and I want this. So the TV, I'm very happy when I see my kids in front of the TV because they're still watching Wild Kratts. They're still watching educational stuff. Uh, they love animal shows still. So I'm not that concerned about TV that much right now because there's so much more that's thrown at us as parents when you have kids that are preteen that are or mm. getting there. So anyway, so yeah, so you popped up some great memories from, <laughs> from my uh, early motherhood <laughs> just talking about um tv screens so in we moved into a new home and we had some choices to make on where to put the tv and when we walked into the main space there we have it all hooked up to have a huge screen tv in our main floor but we have no screens and that was very purposeful so we have no screens that floor is for reading it's for eating it's for you know, just the basic, simple sitting down together and having conversations. We play music there. My son plays violin there. And and so it's downstairs is where we talk about social media. So that's where the big screen is. That's where like I'll do my work on the computer. And so that sort of, we sort of have a designated space. Um, so it's sort of, you know, in the bedrooms too, we don't have any, any of those never go up um, upstairs or on the main floor. So I, when it comes to those things, so for us, it's easier to sort of um, have it sort of sectioned on, or and you can zones. also, yeah. And you sort mm -hmm. of forget that you sort of have those if you're on the different floors, because there's lots of other things that are set up in his room and, you know, the spaces are sort of designed for different purposes. Um, one thing I was going to say is um, because of course we don't have home phones anymore, that's been a little bit of an issue with, of course, you do have to have your phone. Like if I'm expecting a phone call from, you know, uh, like the doctor's calling back or, you know, just different things like that. So I do have to have my phone available. And of course, also our phone is our camera. <laughs> so I'm using it to capture those moments. And I mean, I'm not on it videoing him all day long because I mean, yes, I want to be present with my son, but definitely it's handy and I'm going to take pictures and I've got lots of cute ones. <laughs> so there's, yeah, so there's other reasons that your phone is there, but again, trying to be aware. But I like what you said about having the different floors. My husband would never go for that, unfortunately. <laughs> there is a TV in our bedroom and it's way too big for my liking. <laughs> well, you see, my husband would never go for that either. Oh. That, that wouldn't fly by. But anyways, <laughs> I do like the idea of creating a space without mm -hmm. a TV, if it's something that is very important for your family, yeah, create a space without screen time available there. So it's not even a debate with your children. Mm, exactly. I mean, when you, when they are young, it's not a choice because you choose for them at the beginning, but then eventually you're going to save a lot of energy not having your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, you want a TV and it's just, yeah. you want some screen time. This is from this time to this time. You go downstairs and I see you back in 
I don't know, half hour, 45 yeah. yeah, in our new home, we did set up um, what would be the family room as a playroom. And there is no screen in that room. I actually went out and bought a CD player. And there's a little CD player there. And that's what we have. And it's wonderful because that's where I'll spend majority of the time of the day with Hudson. And we're in there. And he's got tons of different toys to check out. And there's a nice comfy couch so we can sit and read stories. And there's no screen in there kitchen's right there as well so we can get food if we need it and yeah it's worked out quite nicely okay ladies so do you set the example for your family um i don't i'm, I'm quite busy so beyond my regular work I, i i've always picked up something outside of work to get involved with i'm always crafting or making something from scratch like I'll make my yogurt and granola and that takes time so I'm super busy or let's just say I make myself busy so <laughs> I don't have time to to really sit in front of the screen I do check my my email at home but even then I actually limit it and I, I explain to my employer that you know I, I have my working hours and my the expectations is I'm on when I'm here at work and I work I feel I work quite hard Um, but when I come home, unless there's something urgent or I, I have a feeling that, you know, maybe a student of mine may need help, I, you know, should be checking on things. Most people don't have a home a landline and use my cell as a landline. And there's many cases people can't reach me all weekend because I've left my cell phone in my car. And I'm okay with that. I actually am not really attached to my devices. I know that seems odd for most people. You know, I will say, you know, if I want to see my husband, I'll go downstairs and I find him plunked in front of the hockey game and, you know, or we're watching some home improvement show. Um, and I enjoy doing that when I have time, but I don't make time and I usually don't have too much of that. So our son doesn't really see me using that as much he sees me if I am in front of things usually working and even checking my email for work but I, I actually you know turn on my email and then actually turn it off as soon as I don't need to check it which I don't know how many people do that as well <laughs> and it's just something I'm very conscious about you know my time and and I don't want to be attached to to a device I enjoy going to find places and destinations with no wi-fi and going camping to places that don't have cellular reception so I cannot be found so that's me I am not a big tv washer that is going to be the last thing I would turn on when I come home. I value conversations with my kids uh, and with my husband. I would say though at night once the kids are in bed, we like to watch you know, a few good shows, but that usually will be initiated by my husband for sure. I'm very sound sensitive, I guess. So even when I drive my car, I don't really have the radio on. I actually like my quiet time because <laughs> with my three kids, everywhere we go there's no quiet time at all so definitely I value my um my quiet time in my house because it's yeah so when I come when I come home this it's the last thing I'm going to turn on for sure and for you Heather uh, do you set the example I'm I know he's little but he's little so this is little we're we're on a big learning curve right now and I'm right now I guess I'm trying to set the example for my husband <laughs> good for you <laughs> how's that going <laughs> 
not too good. Different podcast. Because <laughs> then, of course, the next moment, he's looking at me responding to an email. Like, so he's like, you see, you're on your phone. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm with him all day checking my phone this amount and this amount, where you're with him a short amount of time and on your phone almost the entire time. So it's about the quality of time that we're spending with our little ones. And that's what I'm trying across. So it's, yes, I do pick up my phone sometimes, but... I really do try and try to do that less and less. And um, it is definitely like I'm not addicted, but I definitely check it more than I would like. So I'm something I'm working on and definitely as a family, something we both need to work on. So <laughs> I do try to actually sometime in the morning to leave my phone upstairs and I find sometimes then people are trying to reach you and then is it two hours you're not near your phone in the morning. The other day work was trying to reach me and, and I'm, but I was my day with Alex. I was not planning to go to work. I was not planning to get a phone call from you. So I said, sorry, but I did not have my phone around me. I find people expect you to be near your phone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's our responsibility to actually let people know around us that I will call you back or I will text you back when I'm free, right? What I'm trying to do is when my son goes to bed, then I will actually spend like a time. It could be an hour. It could be like the time that I need. And actually my husband will be doing the same thing. And then after that, we'll do whatever we need to do together. My husband work out of the house too. So it's his work phone. The phone will ring and it's business, right? So he has to pick up the phone and sometimes he has to respond to some emails and then I'm aware that in the future, it's probably something we're going to have to explain to our, our children's. Uh, go ahead, Jen, you want well, to add something? I, well, yeah, because I'm married to a realtor and it's a 24-7 job. And for the longest time, my children thought that my husband was playing on his phone. So we had to explain to them that nope, daddy is actually doing some work and he's working really, really hard. So, but it took a few years to, for them to be mature enough to understand the concept of working and the difference. And, but yeah, our children were convinced that my husband was playing on his phone all the time and that he was getting the most screen time out of everybody <laughs> in our house. So that was very, very unfair according to them. Because I mean, all through their 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 young age, we um, we always walked them through like with conversations and yeah, sometimes bribery. I definitely you know I'm a normal mom. I use TV for bribes sometimes, you know. Um, but we always uh, sat down with them and had the conversation of how much time you know, we think it is okay for them to watch TV, but it's definitely moving on to a, a different uh, type of screen time for us. I mean, we're getting into the video games and also um, school. I'm not sure about your eight years old, but he's in grade two, right? He's in, in, grade, in grade three. Yeah. So at our school in grade four, every student needs a laptop. So then how do you manage that at your house? So that's another big big conversation and a big like it's a it's a family arrangement and you have to arrange your kids bedroom so we've established that our children are not allowed to have their own laptops well they have their own laptops but they're not allowed to bring them in their bedrooms mm -hmm. so we set up a full area where they're in full view but it's like a computer docking station for uh, at least two or three laptops at a time 
and it's hooked up to the printer and everything so that when they come and do their homework, we're, you know, we can walk behind them and we're looking at, but right now our, well, since the last two years, actually our children are not, we're not allowed any technology during, we call it technology during the week. So they're allowed to watch TV, but they were not allowed to be on tablets or on video games from Monday until Friday, three o'clock. And then they are allowed to play uh, iPad or, or tablets or um, Xbox uh, or video games during the weekend, an hour each, like an hour on a Saturday. And, and they are old enough now to pick the one hour where they want to put the one hour. So that's how we kind of manage this. But I have to admit, this whole technology approach with the schools starting grade four really threw us off. Because it's just an added thing that you have to manage as a parent. And we were doing really, really well on the no technology during the week. So that's definitely another adventure for us that we are into right now. Because I have a grade six, grade five, and a grade two. And they're not allowed technology. But now it's the, oh, with the exception of the homework. And the exception of, oh, I have to do a research on this. And I have to Google that. And so it's, it's just, it's constant elements of technology or screen time that it's thrown back at you and at the, at the child, obviously. Um, so yes, as a parent, it's, it's, a, it's very um, hard to manage, I find, all these new things that I didn't think that, you know, when I had a two and a three-year-old and a five-year-old, I didn't think I was ever going to have to manage the, you know, things like that mm-hmm. so soon. <laughs> so did you establish your rules at home with your children? How did you do that? Three years ago, about three years ago, we started doing family meetings on Sunday nights. And in those meetings, we established different things. Uh, we have a I'm thankful for part. And then we have a part where we have, uh, we address concerns. So it goes, it's a two way street, basically uh, child to parent, parent to child. Um, and then we also have at the end of our meeting, something that we are, we want to do as a, an activity as a family. So often what comes up, the TV and the screen time, the allowance or things that we allow the kids to do. So We've always taken the time to discuss with our children on Sunday nights what was the expectation for the week, what are the activities. Our kids are super athletic, so they're into all kinds of activities and they do all kinds of things. So during the week, there's not a lot of TV and there's definitely no technology except for homework. And for you, Isabelle, have you established rules with your son at home? I would say not formally established, and I think it was... There was a time, uh, it's like the four, I think four or five-year-old when they were really trying to establish themselves and their independence. I found that was the most challenging period for, with my son in particular, was really pushing the boundaries of like how much TV and how how much of all these things that he he wanted. And so now I think part of the challenge too at that age, you he didn't have the vocabulary and able to to piece together his thoughts and he would he would get frustrated quite easily and now we have good discussions and we talk about that so in some ways I think from us going through all of just the discussions and sort of the parameters that we've sort of informally said or had conversations we have them it's not 
set as like it's a one hour. We, uh, we've we sort of done away with time. In the past, we had sort of a time limit, and now we don't seem to have the need to have that. Um, he's come... He's already come from school saying they're they're doing projects and um, curious about doing research. So I've even offered. I'm like, well, if you're you know, just, I'm aware that other parents have you know offered their children iPads and doing research online. So it's something that I'm like, if you're interested, we can do that. You know, research that topic um, on the computer. So it's something that you know I see the per- I see good educational purposes for the tools that are there, and you know, and and I think. I want to support him in that because the future is being able to use those tools. If I'm not giving him the opportunity, you know, and the same uh, token that I'm not helping him being successful for the future. So extra screen time for educational content for your family, it's something that you will be allowing or you are allowing right now. Definitely. So, you know, if it's in, if there's a project right now and they're doing research on, um, on the different provinces and he picked British Columbia. So I said, well, what is it they're curious about? What do you want to know? What is the topics? What are the questions? Do you want to look up pictures? And I'm like, well, we can do this going to the library, but we could also do that, you know, on, on, on the computer and checking the internet. Cause if you think about the university students today, you know, <laughs> you don't really see them at the library <laughs> pulling out physical books. They're doing a lot of their research on, on sites and pulling journals from all across the world. So, you know, back in my day, I was looking at fiches <laughs> and mm-hmm. now <laughs> gone are the day of a fiche, right? <laughs> and gone is the day of like spending hours going down aisles of books. I, I still want my, my son to understand or appreciate that type of educational tool. You know, encyclopedias are like old school, right? And I remember loving just going through and reading encyclopedias. But I understand the future is definitely using these tools that are available and and ensuring that my son is being set up for success. And and that is something I will allow my son to to use for sure. And for you, Genevieve, uh, do you allow extra screen time for educational content? Oh, absolutely. But yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a lot of great shows out there I'm from 11 years ago when my first you know, my firstborn was stuck on Barney I can tell you that there's a lot of shows that are now so good and so interesting and full of animal facts I'm thinking about uh, it used to be uh, Zubumafu and now it's Wild Kratz and they also have a even older type shows so that animal animals shows in our family are Mm -hmm. just a a big favorite like shark week is a big thing at my house um i know national geographic makes they they produce a shark week every year so for educational purposes for sure um, I, my son, you reminded me, my, my uh, middle one had a research to do. It was on natural resort, grade four, natural resources of Canada. Spent about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes on his iPad. Oh my goodness. He created a whole map and he had a legend and he had a, by province. And I mean, it, it, it's so great that they have that access to technology and he felt very confident about himself uh, that he was able to do that mm-hmm. on his own. So yeah, I think access, we definitely have to be up with the times for sure. I think I would just add here at the end, I think is, uh, I think we just have to be aware of content. 
I think we just have to prioritize educational yeah. purposes and pay attention to present age-appropriate content and interactive programming. I think it's uh, more interesting than uh, something that they just zoom on and it doesn't request any involvement from them. All right, ladies, I think it's time for a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Every week we like to play a game, not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask, sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. So we pick a card, Isabel, and we answer. <laughs> Isabel's so, got big eyes. She's like, what is this? She's scared. All right. She's really, really, so, really okay. serious. Okay, so, you Heather, can you pick a card and read it to us, please? It's a fun little game. Not okay. to worry. Okay, ladies. So our card today. Oh, and this is super light. What is your favorite ride at an amusement park? All right. <laughs> I know mine. I'm going to go. Okay. The swings. <laughs> What do you mean? The that one and you turn around? The swings that oh just go around, around. Uh, Just not the big high one, just the regular swings. I go on it by myself. My husband watches me from the ground and he just shakes his head. And I'm just, oh, I don't know what it is. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> I just love them. I just sit up there and my legs just kick and I just, I don't know. It's, I get this little overjoyed, weird feeling. It's really strange. Oh my god, one of my favorite, right? We took the kids to Legoland probably like three years in a row. And the kids would go on their rides and I would go and do this Transformer roller coaster by myself because <laughs> I loved it so much. Anyway, the kids, okay, they kind of grew up and then they were, the, the last year that we went, they were actually tall enough to come with me. So it was great and they loved it, but it was a real roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, favorite ride. Awesome. I'm petrified. I, I'm not, I avoid amusement parks. Uh, so I've done the, the wooden roller coaster at the Peony, mm-hmm. and I, th- that scared, you know, scared me, but I enjoyed that, even though it was scary. I, I'm sort of one of those people that you have to catch me in that sort of short moment of there's no lineup, and I just get on and I'll do it. I will. Like even something as small as a zipper, you know, that thing to me, I, I, what's the zipper? It, it, it goes upside down and so, I don't know. It, for me, it's, it, I don't think it's a, probably for most people, it's a very tame, yeah, a very tame ride. <laughs> and for me, it's definitely something that just takes me over the moon and I'm cursing oh throughout the whole thing. <laughs> for me, definitely my young age was roller coaster. I would go like, uh, in and out of it, and at my own age, I was living in Montreal, and it was called the oh, Monster, Le Monstre at La Ronde, yeah. the Monster, and it's a huge roller coaster, all built in wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I don't think so. It's as scary as the one at the Peony here, <laughs> because I think it's better built in Montreal. I have been to the one at the Peony, and actually, I was more scared there than it's I've been in shaky, Montreal. It's very shaky, the one at the Peony. I very thought rickety. so. The Vancouver <laughs> yeah. Peony one. I love it. I do oh, love it. It's something. I still do it when I go to the, <laughs> yeah. the amusement park, so I will do the roller coaster. Nice. All right, ladies. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you, Isabelle, Geneviève, and Heather for taking the time and, uh, yeah, to contribute to other parents' lives. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please contact us 
on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and Podbean, or you can subscribe to this podcast uh, directly on our website at parenttalk.ca. Please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. And also, it's a great way to let us know what other topics you would like to hear about. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.